You're listening to episode 35 of Weight Coach with Joanne Philomena from Joanne the Life Coach. This is permanent weight loss through overcoming the urge to overeat. Once that urge is gone, you will naturally feed yourself exactly what your body needs and your body will return to its best weight. Go to my website and download the Starter's Guide to Overcoming Overeating. This is five simple steps that just might change the way you eat forever. So go to joannethelifecoach.com and you'll see the yellow gold button to get the free guide. Hey listeners, welcome back. I am going to be wrapping up the podcasting season for Weight Coach soon over the holidays and will return again next year with new episodes. Due to the release of my book, Widowed, my business focus has been drawn to working with the widowed community and my coaching calendar has been pretty busy. This is a good thing. I opened up Tuesdays on my scheduling calendar so that I could add more client spots, a couple more client spots. So don't hesitate to reach out to me to jump on a phone call with me for a discovery session to see if you're a good fit for coaching. I don't take everyone because I want to make sure first that you're someone that I can really help and if there's an opening available to work with you. For now, my schedule is still open for discovery calls, so go to talktojoanne.com. And remember, that's J-O-A-N-N, no E, (laughs) talktojoanne.com. Today's message is stop dieting. Seriously, stop dieting. I recently heard from a listener who had just signed up with Weight Watchers and then found my podcast. And she was disappointed to hear my view of diet plans. You know, if you're doing Weight Watchers, continue to listen to this for the great tools that I share on discovering and questioning your own thinking that might be holding you back from being able to keep the weight off. I'm not saying you have to bail out on anything you feel is working for you. But I will present the science and the studies that back up my message to stop dieting. If dieting worked, we would not continue to have an obesity problem in this country. The worst part of dieting is when you take off all those pounds and then they start coming back on. And you think you've failed. You think you're too weak to succeed with it. When nothing could be further from the truth. The fact is you're strong as hell. You've already proven it by losing pounds in the first place. That takes real willpower. Let's start discussing the best example we have in this country right now of a long-running diet experiment. The TV show The Biggest Loser. Many of you have probably watched this. I watched it for years. The contestants compete to lose weight and they get put on a calorie-reduced diet and do a lot of exercise. The caloric restriction is pretty severe, and the problem is this show's been running for a long time, and certain contestants have started to come out to say, this really doesn't work, you know. The reason more contestants haven't stepped up is because they're all under a legal gag order by the show's contract. 
a previous contestant, Susan, said they never do a reunion show because we've regained the weight again. The Biggest Loser Diet is ranked very highly. USA News ranks it as number three for weight loss. It is an eat less, move more approach. The follow-up studies on these contestants have shown the problem with this scientifically, and those follow-up studies hit the news. I talked about it here. You've probably seen articles, seen things posted on Facebook. They did metabolic studies on the contestants when they started, and initially this looked amazing because the contestants lost so much weight there on the ranch with that severe calorie restriction and exercising Lord knows how many times, how many hours a day. But then when they followed up afterwards with these contestants, their metabolic rate had slowed way down. That's why they don't continue to lose weight or they can't keep that weight off. The weight comes back on plus some. The amount of calories their body is going to use each day drops from like 3,500 to 1,700 for one of the guys on the show. The average decrease in met metabolism for them was over 700 calories a day. In other words, if you start out and you're burning a normal 2,000 calories a day for your body, your base metabolic rate is how many calories your body uses just to stay alive. If you sat in one place all day, <laughs> this is how much your body would burn. The contestants that started out with their body burning 2,000 calories a day, their body had slowed to burning 1,300 calories a day, and it never went back up. When you try to eat a normal, healthy diet to maintain your weight loss, your weight is going to come back on. You feel cold, you feel tired, because you've fought so hard to take those pounds off, and now the weight is coming back on. You can step up your exercise. That's, that's the latest answer, okay? Like, oh, you're going to maintain your weight. You're going to have to work out. And soon you're working out six nights a week, but no weight is dropping. Pounds are coming back on. Ironically, there is something that allows weight to drop without lowering your metabolism. And it's not something recommended by me. Trust me, there are all kinds of other issues and factors in this. But I caught a talk with Dr. Jason Fung. He was terrific. And he talked about what happens with this. And he doesn't recommend it either. It is bariatric surgery where they remove most of your stomach so you can't eat much until it starts to relax out again. Now, like I said, there are so many problems with this and so many people who've had this surgery and have returned back to being overweight. So no, not recommending you go out and get the surgery. But they found that the resting metabolic rate after surgery goes back up. After you've lost the weight from having the surgery, and then your metabolism is right back at the normal line instead of dropping horribly the way dieting does to you. So a year after surgery, your basic resting metabolic rate is going to return and be the same as it was before you had the surgery. If your body was using 2,000 calories then, it's going to go back to using 2,000 calories. Unless, of course, you then start 
dieting, dieting. There are doctors still out there saying, eat less, move more, and then blaming the patient when this fails and their patients are ending up even fatter. The thing with the weight loss surgery is not that you should have weight loss surgery to lose weight and keep your metabolism, but for us to look at why that happens. And there's a viable alternative, I promise you, and I'll get to that. First, let's look at the pure science, why dieting ends up making you fatter. So first, let's look at, so why does dieting make you fatter and why does weight loss surgery not make you get fatter later? It all comes down to insulin. When you eat, your body releases the hormone insulin as a response to the sugars so that the sugars can be stored in very short-term storage in your liver so your body can get at those sugars quickly when it needs it. Dr. Jason Fung explained this as being like a refrigerator, okay? So you eat, you get insulin in your bloodstream, and insulin starts shunting that sugar into your liver, into your refrigerator. Once the refrigerator gets full, the rest of the sugars in your system are converted to fat by the insulin. The way that can be stored, along with all the rest of the fats you ate, and it gets stored for long term, goes into your fat cells. It's like using a freezer down in your basement to pack away a supply of food. When you don't eat at all, if you're, say, fasting, your body is going to start pulling energy out. First, it's going to go to the fridge, and it's getting out the sugars that are easy to grab. Remember, your liver is your refrigerator, and it's real easy for your body to get that sugar out. Totally normal. Carbs get converted to sugar, stored there too. Once the liver's full, it all converts to fat and is stored as fat on your body in the freezer. If you use up all the sugar in the refrigerator, then you need to go downstairs to the basement freezer to start getting some fat. So your body wants to burn fat. That's when it's going to go to your fat cells. Now, dieting is based on the idea, the old calories in, calories out, that all calories you eat go into one big bin in your body. And when you exercise and go about your day, all those burned calories are coming back out of that one big bin. The entire premise of this model is fictitious. We know this is not what happens in the body. The calories you eat don't all go into one place. Some are stored in the liver. Some are stored in your fat cells. So we have the two places that our body stores food. The real key here is how much food is going to get from the long-term storage in the freezer back to the refrigerator where you can easily get at it and use it. And that's what we're interested in. That's losing weight. That's getting the fat back out of the fat cells into the liver where our body can metabolize it. What stands in the way of that happening? Insulin. It's insulin's job to regulate what's in the freezer and what's in the fridge. 
And if you have a lot of insulin in your bloodstream, it's standing right there between the freezer in the basement and the refrigerator saying, no passing here, uh-uh. Your body uses up what's in the fridge. Then what happens? If it cannot get to the fat in the freezer, and if you've got a bunch of insulin running around in your bloodstream, it can't. Your body is going to slow down your metabolism so you start rationing those last few containers in the fridge. Your body's not going to let you die. It's not going to say, well, used up all the sugar in the liver and we can't get past the insulin to the fat cell, so life over. No, your body's too smart for that. It just starts reducing the number of calories you need to function so that it can keep you alive. We have to get insulin out of the way. Reducing your calories does not remove insulin from your bloodstream. The Women's Health Initiative reduced calories in a study by 350 calories a day on a large group of women. Not a lot. The math calculated out that these women would lose 30 pounds a year. And after five years of the study, that would be 210 pounds. Some of these women would have disappeared entirely off the planet if they lost 210 pounds because they didn't start out that way. Instead, what they found was they lost nothing because it was not about the amount of calories. It was about where those calories were going in their body. Naturally, thin people might eat an extra 500 calories and have absolutely no change on the scale. Because their body is stepping up their body heat and the calorie burn to just take care of it. When you fast, when you don't eat at all, your body initially uses up the sugar in the fridge. When the fridge is empty, your body starts getting fat out of the basement. It goes to the freezer. There's no insulin response to stop it because you haven't eaten insulin is released when you eat. So now your body can effectively go down to the basement, get the fat out of the freezer, and bring it back up to the refrigerator to metabolize it. Are you going to burn muscle instead? I hear this. No. No. Your body is designed to burn fat, not muscle. So the only time your body's going to sabotage your muscle is if you are low on protein long term. You've got a lot of insulin running in your body, so your body can't even get to the fat. It's not going to happen. Fasting very effectively empties out the refrigerator, takes insulin out of the way, and starts to shift back into the fat into the fridge to be used. Now, I had a living demonstration of what insulin does. When my husband was alive, he was insulin dependent because he was a brittle diabetic. He was also someone who never dealt with weight issues. He was in terrifically good shape. Over time, injecting insulin, he started to develop a paunchy belly. And he knew this was because of the insulin. And there was no choice. I mean, he had to use the insulin to stay alive. But it was clear that injecting insulin into your belly creates a lot of fat storage stuck in your belly. Fasting does not put you in starvation mode. When you fast, your basal metabolism does not go down. It goes up in response. 
your caveman body and mind thinks we better get out there and find some food. Let's go run down a dinosaur. And it starts to give you a boost of energy and body heat to do that. So your metabolism revs up instead of shutting down. If you completely don't eat, your body increases your energy. If you're on a diet and you're eating reduced calories, your body never gives you that revved up boost in metabolism to go get more food. It's getting a trickle of food. It just starts turning your thermostat down to adjust to the amount of food you're giving it. I would encourage all of you to go Google the BBC special investigation that was aired a few years ago called Eat Fast and Live Longer with Dr. Michael Mosley. This is a great study that shows what intermittent fasting does to your body. I like to do alternate day fasting. I fast on Mondays and Wednesdays. It's not a complete fast because Dr. Mosley discovered it works just as well if you eat about 25% or 20% of your normal calories for a supper on your fasting day. So I have a meal around 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. It's maybe a piece of grilled chicken and some non-starchy veg, and that's it. Then tea in the evening, no sugar, because I don't want any insulin kicked back into my system, and off I go to bed. The next day, I feel fantastic. You would be amazed. I thought the first time I did this that I would wake up and need like a trough of food right there. But no, you don't feel the need to stuff your face. You also get to eat whatever you want, totally. Then you could do this even three days in a week, as long as you're not trying to do a couple days in a row. I mean, you could, but why would you want to? Also, don't run on the day that you fast. Your body is clearly not fueled for that. This study was originally done by Dr. Michael Mosley about correcting some things going on in his body. He was having problems with cholesterol. His father had heart issues. He was pre-diabetic. He was starting to worry about this. So he went looking for the secret to longevity. And intermittent fasting was developed as a way to decrease and get rid of the diseases of aging. It was a longevity study to correct your body chemistry for ultimate, optimal, optimal, can't say it, optimal health. Guess what the biggest side effect was? You got it. Weight loss. Weight loss without dragging your metabolism down. Weight loss that was going to be something that you could make permanent. And it's so easy. The kitchen stays clean on fast day. <laughs> because there's no eating. Some even modify this as an 8-16 fast, meaning every day they fast until about noon. They don't eat when they get up. Then they have lunch and dinner, but nothing after 8 o'clock at night. So they're only eating for 8 hours of the day, hence 8-16. 16 hours they're fasting. Most of this is overnight while they're sleeping. And their body has a chance to get all of the insulin out of their bloodstream because they're not eating for 16 hours. So just every day they eat during that eight-hour window between noon and eight o'clock at night and nothing outside of that window allows their body to get all the insulin out of their bloodstream and return to normal. 
For me, I'm happier just hitting two days a week as a fast, and then I get to enjoy what I have on the other days. I do tend to make better food choices, especially right after a fasting day. I just don't have the craving for the carbs and the sugars. Um, I might even have a treat in there. It's all good. Fasting has been around for thousands of years. Greeks used to fast for health. Most religions, I think most all religions on the planet, have some form of fasting as a spiritual practice. It is the easiest weight loss because you're not messing around with anything. There's no special shopping. There's no prep, no eating, no mess. This is, this is the option to dieting, which is going to drop down the number of calories your body uses and not set you up to regain weight or to have to eat less and less and less over the years. You can get free of that cycle. The real question is, can you make that choice and not mentally sabotage yourself? Can your thinking affect what you're eating? You bet. There's emotional work to do. There's personal growth in learning the tools that show you how to achieve the results you want. This is my focus for my clients. We use the hunger scale first to get you back in touch with your body signals. This is the first step. Stop telling your signals for hunger and satiety to shut up. Stop ignoring them because they don't fit in with the plans you've dieted on. When you go on a calorie restricted plan, hungry, shut up body, not time to eat yet. If you're satiated, but there's still six bites left in your food portion, you're going to like shut up body and you're going to eat those six bites. You have to get back in tune with exactly what your body knows about when to feed it and when to stop. You knew it as a little kid, but you've shut your body up so much over the years that it, you've stopped being able to even figure out where those signals are. And then we look at the foods you eat, the ones that work for you and foods that you like. No cardboard, low-fat popcorn, no stale-tasting snack bars, real food. But the most powerful thing we do is uncover what drives you to overeat in the first place. You get the tools that you know you can use for life to see what it is you've been thinking and feeling that prevents you from being able to get the results in your life that you've wanted. This is what a life coach does. My clients totally recognize what they've been thinking but always tell me they just never saw it that way or noticed what it was doing until I gave them a new perspective on it, until I shined a light on a particular thought that's been dragging them down. So stop dieting, stop wanting to overeat, stop obsessing about food and calories in the gym and your clothes. I wasted so much of my life in that obsession cycle. It's such an amazing thing when you learn the tools that set you free from that. Also, something else new to share with you guys. I'm going to be podcasting something new. Have you watched This Is Us on NBC? It's a new show that premiered a few weeks ago. If you haven't watched it, go to On Demand or go get the NBC app on your tablet so and start watching the premiere was the best I didn't watch it the night it premiered but then I started seeing all the buzz on Facebook and 
on Twitter about this show, so I went to look at it. I'm podcasting a post-show recap for each episode and maybe even throw in a life coach point of view in there. It's a podcast I'm doing with various co-hosts for each episode, which is so much fun to discuss the show. Also, there's a character on the show named Kate. Kate has an eating problem. I'm already twitching because though Kate has decided to lose the damn weight, which is awesome, I think I see her already becoming obsessed over it, which you know I start getting on the edge of my chair thinking, don't develop diet brain. Anyway, go watch and get ready for This Is Us, a Joanne the Life Coach podcast. I should be getting this released to iTunes probably before the end of next week. I want to at least get the first three episodes um, podcasted before it goes up on iTunes so that you can listen to the podcast for the premiere in episode two and episode three. And then I'll be adding episodes, catching up and looking for co-hosts. So if any of you have ever wanted to try your hand on podcasting or just love the show so much you want to talk about it, we can get connected and chat about the show for about an hour and it becomes the podcast. Don't hesitate to reach out to me if you are interested in scheduling a phone call for a discovery session with me and go leave me a review in iTunes. I know it takes extra effort to log in on your computer or go back into the podcast app on your phone or tablet to the podcast search section and search Weight Coach again and then click on reviews and leave a review. But it's so important for the success of this podcast and to keep it going. So hook me up with a review if you've not already reviewed Weight Coach already. And whatever you do, Make sure there's some joy in your life each and every day. 